Uh, we are back. Welcome back to Fifth and Dribble. You are here with the serial pest, Locke and Peyton Pritchard. Matty B, what's happening? How you going? Not much. Double P, what's doing? Yeah, I'm doing okay, uh, Stephen Adams. I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. I, uh, how's your weekend? It was all right. I saw you a bit too much, but, you know, besides that, it was all right. You did. Uh, I want to start the show by saying I'm sorry to our uh, loyal listeners. Um the, the show's late. We understand the show's late. We didn't tell you on the socials, but we hope that you, you love us enough that you'll get over it. We were, we're, we're in holiday mode. Uh, we still, said this, yeah. said this last it's, week. It's still the season, baby. It's still the season. It's January. We're in holiday mode, you know. Um, if we're going to chop it up on a, you know, on a Tuesday, we're going to chop it up on a Wednesday, we're going to chop it up, okay? You're still going to hear our voices and, and we appreciate you listening in. So, you know, thanks for tuning in. It's uh, look. There's not heaps happening in the NBA, um, and and there's there's literally fuck all happening in the NRL. So, so you can just come and listen to our sultry tones, my friends. Exactly, come and listen to the sultry as you tones. do, as you do. It, and I'm sure you've brought two friends along as well, as per homework. Yes, always the homework. Please, please share with two friends. You know, uh, whether you're sharing the Instagram page, which is at Fifth and Dribble, whether you're sharing the Twitter page, which is at Fifth and Dribble, or you're directing everybody to the Anchor page, which is where Lachlan at Anchor.fm forward slash Fifth and Dribble. Look, see, it's nice and easy. We don't right, now. We're seamless we're now. We're seamless, baby. We're don't seamless. worry about we're it. We're seamless. We're uh, we're almost as good as Australia versus England. Uh, this is not a cricket pod, but. Holy fuck. Hard not to talk about it, isn't it? It's, it's hard not to talk about it. I do want to pose something to you. Is there anything in the two sports that we do cover in football or in basketball, is there anything that is comparative to Uzi's double ton? Oh, in that's two a good tests? question. A guy that sat on the bench and was, wasn't selected and then came out and just overly performed. Like was just... I don't, I don't think anything that we've... A plus. I mean, hypothetically, it'd be a guy like John Wall when the Rockets weren't playing, coming out and dropping a 50-piece. Yeah. That's what would probably be... Oh, I pose this to you. Kobe's 60-piece in his final game? Nah, because I don't think he was held out because he was not good enough. I don't know. I don't know. I think... Yeah, he did, but I think everybody's still universal. Like, he could have scored 10 that game and everyone would have given him a... Like, he... Standing ovation. Yeah. Uzi yeah. kind of had to fight through some adversity there. Adversity within Cricket Australia. Yeah. yeah. So, Spe- um, speaking of Cricket Australia, we were at the shops on the weekend, you and I. Uh, as I said, it's holiday mode. We're just we're doing our thing. We're all we're masked, we're vaxxed, we're doing all those things, right? But we're at the shops. We had COVID, we're good. And and uh, we were at a, a shop that you and I frequent, Le Cotton, and yes. saw a uh, a baggy green cap that had fosters on it. And I was like, I've got to have me that cap. I've got to have me. It's a, it's a corduroy hat. It's beautiful. And now I'm officially a part of the Australian cricket team. I'm the 13th man. I've got a baggy green. Right, someone has to be there to sledge them. Someone. Yeah. But Alex Carey's not doing a good enough. Anyway, whatever. It's not a cricket pod. It's not a cricket pod. We're not going to go. We, we might branch out, you know. There are plenty of other good pods that do touch on the cricket, though. So check yes. them out. Yes. Please do check them out. Um, as I said, saw you a lot on the weekend, which was kind of good. Um, it was, it, was it definitely like made the weekend long. It did make the weekend long. <laughs> it did make the weekend long. It was like we were uh, uh, fresh eighteen again. You were over on the uh, over at night, pounding a few into the earth, then you came over the next night, had a couple more. Um, are you talking about how I absolutely decimated you and beer pong on Saturday night? Uh, uh, you stood no chance against the man. Yes, look, it wasn't. Uh, in my defense, I haven't I haven't drunk in a while. I haven't played beer pong in a while. Uh, but it's, yeah, no I, I, it's no excuse. No, no defense, mate. No defense. As, yeah. as no defense and no offense, as I saw on Sunday night, mate. No, no, none at all. Take it out on a basketball court, though. I got. You. <laughs> I was going to say I'm gearing up for our our mid season debut again. We return on Sunday night. We do return on Sunday night, and uh, one of these days we might actually get people to come out, but uh, maybe we won't. Not this week. Um. So yes, I saw saw a lot of you on the weekend, and you and I enjoyed quite a few beverages. We did, and uh, you made a good point to me, noticing that all of mine were were low carb. They were sports beers, mate. Sports beers, or I pose to you, fitness frothies. Ooh, that's not bad. A couple of fitness frothies were had. Now, um, yes, as I said, they're all low carb. All low carb because uh, you know I'm I'm huge. I'm a fitness man uh, through and through, and and I just can't help. He myself. is large for a sub six foot man. Yes, 
I'm large for a six foot man because <laughs> I am six foot tall. Yeah, maybe in shoes, mate. Yeah, definitely in shoes. He's like he's like that draft prospect that measure that measures at five eleven and three quarters. Yep, that's me. <laughs> that's me, baby. But I'm still making a roster. Don't worry about Goodbye. that. Don't worry about that. All right. Well, speaking of making a roster, it, the day came. The day of Clay. Clay's back. Clay, I just want to ask you how how do you how do you think he looked? Before we get, he looked good. Deep dive. He looked. He looked kind of where I expected him to be. I figured that Golden State wouldn't bring him back under Dunn. Mm. Um, he looked good. He looked able to contribute straight away. I believe Steve Kerr saying he's probably going to start straight away, and he's not going to have to ease him back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, he, so he played twenty fuck minutes. Me, uh, fuck the me. Day. The Warriors are scary, though. They are scary because um, as I was listening today, even getting eighty percent of Clay back, right? You, that. You think about it, right? You're taking, what, three minutes off Iguodala, three minutes off Nemanja Bialica. You're taking a few minutes off of a sometimes questionable Jordan Poole. You're, you know, all good players in their own right. But when it's, you know, the one of the top 100 players to ever play the game, because Clay has got to be top 100, surely. N- n- number 77, isn't he? Number 77. But, no, 77. No, but in all, in all Yeah, no, I do agree. I do agree. Right? He is up there. And I think... I think also that if, in this game became the second fastest to 1800 threes. Just want to yeah, point that, that out. Yeah, that was that was crazy. Yeah. Mm, but, but sorry, I, you were you were saying. I was going to say I think as you said the Jordan Poole thing's a big thing. If you can tighten that up and you lose a few of those bats, he's he's one of those no no yes guys. Yeah. Where you're like no no oh yeah cool it dropped cool yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you still and your butthole still clenched. Yeah. Um, if you can take a few of the no's away from him. And you got Clay taking no shots. How happy are you? And Bielitsa oh, as well. Like, I mean, you can't ask for more. Mm. And and the, and the team seems to feed off him. We posted something on the socials today about everyone was wearing the Clay jerseys. Yeah. In the walk yeah, in the tunnel beautiful. before the game. And the boys seem to love him. Steph let him get called out last in the team lineup too. Like, yeah. the chemistry is amazing. That's what you want to see. I think they're going to just go to a whole new gear as well. Yeah, I think so as well. Did you speaking of um, the game? Did you see the the punter that got twenty k? I made did 20K see. Of the game? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. I saw there's a few noise. bets going on for that. Yeah, I don't know. I saw someone lose having uh, having him to score first basket too, Trey. Oh no! Yeah, they didn't know. Tough. That's big toughies. But um, yeah, so Clay returned one of six uh, and then turned it on toward the end. So after he checked in in the second half, ended up having 17 points on 18 shots. I think he shot three of eight from downtown. Uh, first few, just a little short. Um, but once he once he threw down on uh, the finisher and Jared Allen. Yeah, he did. He, he was himself again. He was hitting those, you know, fadeaway mid-ranges. He was pulling up. He was hitting his threes. He was snapping his wrist beautifully. Like, it's just, it's a masterclass watching Clay Thompson shoot. Yeah, and I mean, with, with the injury that he had, he's taken way longer than you'd expect off. So you assume that he's been able to put weight on that on that leg and he's been able to jump and practice his jump shooting for a while now. So I don't think it's a case of he's just been in, in a wheelchair for the last two years. I think for the last however long he has been putting up shots, he has been keeping that form. And I mean, he just needed the contact and the game kind of speed to come back. That's it. And um, who was it? It was uh, JTA, Juan Toscano Anderson. Um, he was saying that in the last scrimmage before the game, he put up, Clay put up 12 points in something like 47 seconds. He can do that. And that's, and that's what's going to be crazy. There's going to be close games where Clay's out there and he's going to be the difference. He is. He is always the difference. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, and I know he has a few months now to ramp up into the playoffs Mm. and to have a guy like that added to your rotation before the playoffs is insane. Mm, mm. Well, I'm glad you brought up the playoffs because I have a, I have a question that I'd like to pose to you and it comes off the back of, of a highlight. So this highlight, John Morant, all right, the two-handed block. Surely you know what I'm talking about. If you don't know what I'm talking about, jump up on the socials, okay? It's up there because it is phenomenal what this kid can do. His armpit, Lachlan, his armpit was at the American flag, which is always situated in the bottom right-hand corner of the backboard. It was, his he armpit. smacked his face on the backboard. Later in that game, he, had to do, he did an alley-oop and had to adjust his head because he was going to headbutt the rim. Yeah. His it's armpit... Insane. It's it's disgusting. The the man has rockets in his calves, as uh, a great LeBron James said. Now, the Grizzlies went on to beat the Lakers. 
Uh, the Lakers made it interesting a little bit in the end, and the Grizzly starters did have to come back into the game, but they ended up beating them a little bit comfortably at the end. My question to you, my friend, is how far is this Grizzlies team going to go? What, this Grizzlies team ceiling? keeps surprising me. They what's the ceiling surpri- for this team? They're fourth in the West currently. Yeah. They're one loss behind Utah, same amount of wins, and they're th- only three and a half games behind Golden State. I do think the playoffs are a different beast. Yeah. I think they could I think they could make us the second round of the West, but I think a first round exit is probably more than likely. Mm. In saying that though, you'd be happy with that, wouldn't you? Like the, the like I, it doesn't sound great, but mm. I mean first round, your youngest what drummer it's like 20 what 22 23 oh even young i don't i don't know yeah like your best player is that with jum um captain google jaron jackson has shown flashes he's 22 yeah insane insane this is like young lebron stuff mm. him leading this team yeah, it is. It is. It's it's crazy. And but that I think the only rebuttal I have to that with the whole young LeBron kind of comp is that um the Cavs weren't better when when LeBron was out. And this this Cavs team, uh, this Cavs team, this Memphis team, they rally. They're they're dogs, right? They're yeah. I, it's almost as like they've got to be in their bonnet still from when Andre Iguodala was there. And yes, Andre Iguodala was a Memphis Grizzly. The young Grizzlies will tell you he was there and they'll tell he, you they do not like Iguodala. They do not like him because he wanted to play for a contender. Now, Dylan Brooks, I think, has that under his pillow because he's pissed off every time he goes out to the court. Now, he's he's actually just suffered an injury. He's going to be out for about three weeks. But he hasn't played all season, basically. Yeah. And they're 28 and 14. That's their best defender, Lachlan. I think if the playoffs were to start today, before you go on that tangent, yep. if the playoffs were to start today, they have Dallas. Now... Luca is Luca. But that would be a fun series. Who else is giving you buckets? KP's look good. Mm. And I think it's one of those things where it's like playoff. Luca just can rise that extra 20%. Mm. Luca can just take whatever the production of the last two guys in your rotation are doing. And he just does that. And you yeah, don't look- have to play them. And instead of playing 10 guys, you can play Eight. Instead of playing eight good guys and mm. two mediocre guys, you just play the eight good guys, and Luca is going to give you the extra the extra production. I back that. In in my lifetime, Luca is one of what maybe twenty players that can win you a playoff series. What what he the potential he has, and I know this isn't a Luca bit, this is a Jar bit, mm. but I mean, just talking about this, like there is not many series where I wouldn't back Luca. And I mean, See, we've seen it against. Like your Clippers as well, what Don't. he can do against Kawhi Don't. and Paul George. Don't you dare. Two of the best perimeter defenders in the last, what, 10 years? Don't you dare. Like he, yeah. I'm just leaving it that. <laughs> just leaving that one out there. I enjoyed that point, but you know. You bastard. You had to, you've done me the absolute dirtiest filth right then. You're a fucking dog. See, if, <laughs> it, it would be good if you actually followed one team for the last 10 years, but I mean, you, you just jump. Jump yeah, I'm just, a, I'm just, I'm just a fan of the sport, mate. That's all it is. Uh, fucking fan of the sport. <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah, no. I, as you said, it, it, it is a jar bit. But I mean, yeah. As I said, Luca, Luca is. I, I could see them beating. I could play. see them beating the Mavs. I could, I see, could definitely see them beating the Mavs. That I was, could see Luca. Point. I was getting. To. I, I, I could, could see, see Luca giving them the business, giving them fifty point triple doubles, but being the only one to produce. Yeah, and then. The Grizzlies, who, as you said, are a team of dogs and a team that rally behind Jar and for Jar. Um, I could definitely see them beating them. It's just, I think the second round's where it gets tough. Of course, beating a of team course. like Golden State, like Phoenix, and I know they haven't been to the finals, but Utah, you know, like we imagine this team beats Utah in the second round. So like, in Utah, this, choke. For me, this Memphis team, their ceiling, like, is any is larger than anything we've ever seen. This is better than any of the grit and grind teams we've ever seen. Yeah, this, for sure, for sure. Because those teams... They never had a star on, like Morant, though. No, no. And those teams are never predicated on offense. It was all defense. Mm-hmm. Whereas this team, you know, you got a guy that can give you 50 on any given night. And let me read this to you, my friend. Triple J, Jaron Jackson Jr., became the first Grizzly player 
with back-to-back 20-point and five-block games since Pau Gasol in 2007 with his last two games putting up 26-8-5 and 21-12-5. And I think the thing about those grit and grind Grizzlies is they didn't have someone who could be a number one on a championship team. No. But they almost pulled it off anyway. They made the Western Conference Finals. They were almost like a like an early 2000s Pistons team. Well, they didn't you dare do it to me two seasons <laughs> in a row. But um, they never had what Jar... Like, a Jar has the chance to be a top five player in the league. Mm. For how long is the question? You know how he throws himself around and no mm. regard for his health. But um, I think he's already been out this year with a knee injury. Yeah. And I think at his peak though, he could be a top five guy in the league that we just are in awe of. However, to his credit, couldn't shoot the three last year. This year is shooting it quite well. Like, I mean, it's, it's respectable. You've got to, you've got to go out and he's had a couple of six, three point games. Like that's going to be, that's going to be the, that's going to be the big key point of his career. 100%. That that is going to be the difference between him being man. You remember how Jam, how good Jam Morant was. You remember those like five six years he was unstoppable. And between wow, Jam Morant still here, still killing it, still got a long productive career. So let me put this to you, my friend. Last year he was putting up just under six. Uh, sorry, just under four attempts a game and was hitting yep. 30% of them. Now he's over four attempts a game and he's hitting 38% of them. And that's in a year when the league is down as a whole in three-point shooting too. Exactly, exactly. So, I mean, he's a third-year player and, and the typical thing is that third-year point guards or third-year guards like start to figure it out because year number one, you catch them off guard. Year number two, they know how to defend you and and you get caught off guard. You're number three, you add something to the, to your game and they're like, oh, fuck, we've never seen this before. Yeah, what and and, and eventually two stuff slows down, right? Like it's with anything that you do. After a while, you do it enough time and it slows down. Mm. You don't feel as rushed. You can make the decisions. You can run through scenarios in your head quicker. And that's, that's what happens probably in your third or fourth year for guards mm, exactly. where you really start to figure that out and he can make that split-second decision and make the right decision. And he tries on defense, which is massive too. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, so I, I think we're in agreement. I think – so you're thinking first-round exit. I actually think second-round exit. I think, I think first, but I think, I think the, the depends on the matchup. Like okay. if they if they have themselves a good matchup and they make the second, I don't think they get any further than the seconds. Yeah, yeah. See, I don't know. I, I'm in two minds. I think a second round exit, but I think they could also be like Atlanta was last year, and everything could just break right for them, and they could be in a Western Conference final. It could, but the, the top of the West is good, man. Like the, the top like of we the just West is good. we just talked about how good Golden State is. Phoenix hasn't given me any what any reasons to worry. No, uh, Utah really looked like they, they didn't look great today. Um, no, they didn't, no. but they look like they have a point to prove for the season. And teams like and teams They're like also that, resting a fuck yeah, they know. I think they know. I think there's a big point of them that knows it does not matter what we do in January, it doesn't matter yeah. what we do in February, it matters yeah. what we do in the playoffs. And I hope they take that intensity into the playoffs. Like, imagine a spider Jar Morant series. Oh, stop it, yeah, stop it. Um, but yeah, in saying that, you know, just a little tangent on Phoenix, Phoenix are in cruise control and they're still 30 and nine. Like, and they will be, I think that Chris Paul as well knows better than anybody how much a little injury here or there can derail a championship season. Oh yeah, for sure. For sure. And, and as you said, they'll start to ramp up, you know, in, uh, in March and April when it, when it means, when it means the most. All right. Well, moving on to the next thing, my friend, your boy. (laughs) Born ready again. Make, Make him dance, dance. Make him dance. Make him dance had himself a, a pair of games, an absolute pair of games. So his first game back in uh, the field house, he puts up 30. A career pacer high. The field house was rocking, my friend. It looked Bro, like game six of the conference finals. Bro, I thought Miami was back there. And it, was it was insane. I think he might be the best fit of a teammate for Sabonis that Sabonis has ever had. The he two might. of them were making sweet magic out there. Some of that – I don't understand why it took Lance Stevenson on a 10-day for the Pacers to go, you want to know who'd be really good in a pick and roll? Sabonis. Exactly. I don't understand why it took Lance Stevenson coming to the team for them to realize that one of the most talented and gifted big men we have might be able to be all right in a pick and roll. Yeah, so to your to your point. So as I said, 
30-point game. He had 20 straight in the first quarter against Brooklyn. Almost ruined Kyrie's reunion with the NBA. The next game does one better. He has 16 points and 14 assists on a 42-piece from Sabonis. He was feeding Sabonis all game two. Killing it. And I hope that's a conscious effort he makes. Yeah. We've heard that they're going to sign him for the rest of the year. Thank God. And I hope, and I hope that he might be the starting point guard. He might, he might be. He might be. <laughs> he might be because the thing with Lance is he's got that Jamal Crawford-esque that he has no fucking idea what his next move is going to be. So how the fuck is the defense? You can't guard him. You he can't. Yeah, he doesn't know what he's doing. You don't know what he's doing. And I mean, somehow Sabonis knows what he's doing. And even, even the tough shot Sabonis hit, Lance put him in great positions. He looked – Sabonis yeah. looked – so good out there with Lance. Sabonis look like an all-star. He hasn't looked like an all-star all year. They, that like is exactly... They look like a playoff team with the two of them out there. It's the new stock. They looked, alone. they looked so good. And I hope it's something that keeps going. I hope Lance, after a few games, doesn't, you know, start really feeling himself and, you know... He's taking a big 30-footers. and See, I'm thinking time in the G League, time away from the league. He's, you know, he's probably matured a little bit. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping the maturity is there. And I think I think that's something that he could rub off with Sabonis. That he yeah. could tell Sabonis, like, you know what? I've been pretty much to the top, right? Like, I've been a guy who's had a game in the conference finals. I'm yeah. a guy that, you know, has been there, had the crowd chanting for me. I can... I hope, I hope he takes Sabonis under his wing. And he's, if he keeps doing what he did, dropping those 14 dimes to Sabonis, mate, they looked great. Do you think they trade Sabonis if this keeps happening? Uh, nah, Miles Turner's on the block. He's this gone for sure. And, and Karras. And Karras. You run Brogdon at the two for a little bit of defense where Lance kind of, you know, doesn't give you a lot. But he doesn't care. No, he doesn't care. He doesn't care. But make him dance. He's It's, it's fantastic to see. And it sparked the... Uh, the conversation between you and I of some of the greatest nicknames in, in NBA history. Now in our lifetime, we've had German Jesus, Dirk Nowitzki. We've had Kobe, the black Mamba Bryant. We've obviously had make him dance Lance. Um, is Are there any modern days that, that you can think of that just, you know, when you think all time nickname, what, what's the first one that comes to mind? I mean, this one might be controversial. Because mm. he goes, he has a much more prominent nickname. Yep. And this is Nikola Jokic. Nikola Jokic. Normally the Joker. Yeah, the Joker. Is his more preferred one. Big Honey, though. I am Big a honey. fan of Big Honey. Big Honey. Because he is smooth with it. He is smooth with he it. He also looks like Winnie the Pooh. He also does look like he's filled with honey. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love Big Honey, and I wish I would take on. I've only really seen it around like some Nuggets fans. It's not really like a, like a world. Like if you said Big Honey, people wouldn't know what you meant. Nah, if, if you said the Joker. Talking about Jerry Seinfeld in the fucking B movie. Right, that's a, that's a go movie. Don't be talking about the B movie or Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> but um, I like Big Honey. I think that's really good. Um, and Vucci Mane as well. I love when the big fella gets a nickname. Yeah. Oh, you've gone double Nicola. Gone, du- oh, gone double Nicola. He's gone double Nicola. See, for me... One of my one of my favorites, and and if we're talking current day players, I'm going to cheat a little bit. Joe Iso Joe Johnson, Iso Joe is just, technically current player. He's yeah. a current player. He's a current he is player. A current I player. think that's that's you know that's fantastic. Um, Kyrie Uncle Drew Irving is like that's that's all time. That's top. I still remember when those ads came out. Those ads were Bruh, genius. Pepsi Max, you your if, marketing campaign was fantastic when you. If Kyrie didn't turn out crazy, it would have been oh. fantastic. Think of the series that we would have got. Like, and he was perfect for it too because in the, like if you have someone like KD in the makeup, you're like this dude is seven foot tall. He can pull like even yeah, if exactly. he's old. Like if you have LeBron in the old man makeup, like uh something's going on here, fellas. But right, like, you remember when LeBron tried to do that Papa John's thing, and then the first person he walked past, they were like, "Oh my god, you're LeBron James!" Yeah, and he yeah. makeup and everything. Yeah, yeah, bro. But it I mean, it like, doesn't work. Kyrie's perfect because if you saw him on the street without the face, he's like six, what, six two? He's pretty yeah. slight. He wouldn't look any like. He's an NBA six two, so he's probably six foot. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Foot. Yeah, so he's probably so, four inches taller than you. Yeah, four inches taller than me. Um, a a cult one that I mean, I just loved ever since I heard it at the draft was Dante the Big Ragu Di Vincenzo. The Big Ragu. <laughs> That's. I don't even like. I, I get that he's Italian. And I get that he's a ginger dude. I think he's, he's I think it's I just, loose American Italian. I think yeah. it's like, 
Yeah, I think he enjoys pizza. I'm pretty and sure pasta. he played. I'm pretty sure he played for the Italian team at the Olympics. Bro, what's up with him and Nico Mannion looking like long lost brothers playing for the Italian team? Bro, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, fucking hell! You got spaghetti hair on one side, you got penne hair on the other side. What the <laughs> fuck is going on? But you might yeah, get cancelled, mate. The Italians will come after you. The Italians will come after me. Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. Um, and then and then like my final one, um, Mike. Mike Scott, the three regional manager. That's goaded. I That's wish Mike goated. Scott was a like a superstar. Yeah, or, I did too. Or he played when the office had its resurgence probably two or three years after he retired or he finished up. So so he actually had like a, a half-decent season for the Clippers. He was playing in that Marcus Marcus Morris role mm. right now. And he, he hit some really big shots, especially a part of that like 42 and 40 Clippers team that had – uh, right before we traded away Lou Williams, like when we were when we were dogs and Montrez Harrell and Lou Williams were combining for like yeah. amazing, like 52 off the bench kind of thing. Like they were both in the running for six men. And he had some big games. He had some big games and hit some big threes. Like he had a couple 18 pointers in there. Like it was it was beautiful watching the three general manager. I don't know where he's gone now. I think he just came about too early with the nickname. Awesome. I think if he was around now, everyone's like the office has kind of come back around. Mm, yeah. Do you know what I mean? People have gone back to watching it. It's gotten his second life on streaming services. Yeah. Um, so I think I think he'd be more of a big deal now. Yeah. But um, I mean, just before we stop, t- before we stop touching on nicknames, I don't know how Kevin Durant just constantly fumbles the bag, mate. Right. Has had two of the best nicknames, right? The Slim Reaper and the one I'm more partial to, Durantula. I've always liked this way better. I've always liked Durant. He's got the long, gangly arms, man. He come at you like a spider monkey. Like Durantula's <laughs> always like. <laughs> I've always liked Durantula, and then he goes by the servant, or, or KD Trey Five. Yeah, it's, easy it's, money sniper. Easy money sniper. Yeah. Before, yeah, bef- yeah. okay, hot take. Not really that much of a hot take, but before he came, before his last season with the Warriors. Get it out. You got this. Kevin Durant was a loser. Ooh. Kevin Durant a was loser. a loser. Wow. Now he is. Now he's cool. Kevin Durant's cool now. He was a loser. Okay. So what tipped him from being a loser to cool? Not caring. Not care. Okay. Not yeah. caring. So, so you're talking about the time when like they found out about his burner. Yeah. Or... And now he yeah. just embraces it and actually just roasts people on burners. And yeah. he's actually count. Like he's, he got it. Like, I, I enjoy that he and turned then when the media the asks him dumb questions. He just looks at him and he's just like, "Yeah, what the fuck is wrong with yeah." Exactly. And then he goes and drops a forty piece on your team. Yeah, like, and I mean, that's that's what is. I kind of want this from stars. Yeah, like I don't like as much as I love LeBron. The fake humble thing sometimes has its yeah has its moments. Like I enjoy yeah. when he was playing for Miami that last year in Miami when he would just get the ball and be like, "I'm fucking LeBron James." Like just, yeah, fuck just out get, my way. like Chris, like Chris Bosch. Yeah, you make the max, but you suck. Get out of the way, Dwayne Wade. You're my boy. You make the max. You suck. Get out of the way. Like he just was like, I'm just doing this. Yeah, and he just did. And I like, I know it's a different kind of thing to do on court than off the court, but mm. I think if LeBron didn't lose to Dallas in 2011, he would he would still be way more of a heel. He'd be down that because that because part. he got done being a heel when him and Wade were making fun of Dirk for being sick and having the yeah. flu and a yeah, Dirk yeah. dictum. And I think if he wins that and he wins the two more in a row with Miami, who knows if he goes to Cleveland, that's a whole other discussion. But I think that heel turn is probably too far to go by. People kind of mm. got him losing and they had it out of their system. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. And yeah, but I just kind of like it. Just be a heel, man. Like, I kind of like it that Jokic is a bit of a heel sometimes too. Mm. Like, he doesn't care. The media asks him something dumb. He doesn't do yeah, anything. He's yeah. not on Twitter. He's not doing any of... I kind of like favorite, it. My favorite Jokic quote is... Uh was at the beginning of the season when they were like, oh, you won the MVP last year. What, is that, what does that mean for you this year? Like, what are you going to change? And he's like, I'm still going to go out and play basketball. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like and, he, and he's the first guy that would be like, if they called him out on something like that, he would be, oh, I don't know. English isn't my first language. Like, clear, <laughs> like clearly knowing what he's doing. And he's like, nah. and Bender, I learned yeah. English through friends. Yeah, I, yeah I, I don't actually know English. I'm just American faking. sitcoms. Yeah, yeah I just be faking. <laughs> um, but yeah, man, I, that's why I would take on Kevin Durant. But Kevin Durant's cool now. Like, Kevin Durant's at the point 
where people prefer him to Kyrie, right? Like, if mm. you had told somebody that in the summer of 2016 when he signed for the Warriors and Kyrie had just hit the shot and won a chip, if someone was like to you, they're going to be on the same team and people are going to like Kevin Durant way more. Yeah, you would have been, you would have been, yeah, told your bananas. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's, that's crazy the way that you put that. Yeah, that's that's insane. And then the fact that the fact that he's back with Harden as well is is kind of crazy. It is. It is. So, speaking of speaking of those two, do you think uh, do you think Westbrook gets out of LA? I think he might be pushed out. Mm, I think he might be pushed out. I mean, you saw the you saw the stats that he had against the Grizzlies. I think he shot two of sixteen. He had six points. Uh, six rebounds and seven assists. And then when he was asked after the game, like, what's, you know, what's the team missing? He just goes, uh, we're heading in the right direction. Like, what? Give me a bit of life, Russell. This is when I want to see LeBron be LeBron. This is when I want to see Russell, you suck. You're gone. Like, and trade him for someone. I just think, I don't know who takes that. Like, no contract is untradeable. We've seen that. Westbrook's been traded twice. John Wall's been traded. You reckon they swap again? I was pro that before. I don't know. John Wall kind of sucks too now. He's freed. He's freed, but he's not. He's freed. Which is not John Wall. He's not. He's not old John Wall. And not John Wall. Um, The Rockets should have fucking tried that before they freed him. They should have. They should have tried. They they should have. They they should have done the old Dante Exum. I'm not doing workouts because I don't. I don't want to. You know. I don't want to show off too much. But you know. Now he's out. Not doing much. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what I don't know the out the Lakers have. Like they can't trade him as as bad as the Kings have been. They can't trade him for healed because why do they do that? Yeah. When they still have a shot at Simmons. They are, they're not going to trade him for healed anyway because they found something in Malik Monk here. Malik Monk is making 1.9 million and he's and he's giving you But I think I think you I think point. you could put, I think you could play Malik Monk and Buddy Hill together as long as LeBron's on the court being the point guard. I, I agree, but there's no, like, it, it's almost I, kind I, of redundant. I think Hield sucks because like, he plays for the Kings. It's like playing I, Dion Waiters and Jalen nah, Smith I, together. I, I think Hield would be, I think that would work no. if he, if Dion Waiters wasn't crazy. And I don't think Malik Monk and Buddy Hield are crazy. I think Buddy Hield just looks bad because, like, his role is a complementary piece. And bad teams, bad. yeah, he's a complementary piece. And teams like the Kings, we need a complementary piece for. Yeah, like you need to can't compliment a turd. Like, <laughs> like honestly, like if he plays on a good team, I think he would be unbelievable. A gold turd is still a turd. It's still a turd, mate. And Buddy Hield can't really do much when there's turds around him. Yeah, I don't know, and I don't, I don't think they can trade Westbrook for Simmons. I've seen that floated. I think Daryl Morey would laugh in the faces of anybody who came at him with that trade. He would probably. Um, I don't know who else. Back to OKC, but what do you get from OKC? Nothing that helps. No, him I don't think Sam Presti does that for sure. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't. I mean, Westbrook's just the perfect tank commander, isn't he? He is. He is. Uh, you could see him ending up somewhere like Detroit just to get bums in seats, like they did with Blake Griffin. Like you could see. Yeah, him I think if they didn't have Cade, possibly, but they're going to want yeah. the ball in Cade's hand as much as possible. No, but I, I mean, I'm saying, I'm saying yeah. a small market like. Yeah, that. exactly. I know what you mean. Like if Cleveland sucked again and didn't have all this hope. Oh, how about? How about Indiana take a flyer on him? Oh, could you? And you get imagine how bad get Miles Turner in re, in return with I don't know a big contract in maybe Karis Levert. That makes the Lakers far too good. That does. That I, does. I don't think Indiana do that. Let me do my own research. Let me let me, <laughs> could you, let me could you imagine Westbrook and Lance on the same team? Yeah, wow, that would be a fucking dumpster fire. Fuck, it might be fun to watch though. No, I don't want to my do team. mock drafts. I don't know. There's just, I mean, there's nowhere he can really go that's that bad that would take him. Yeah. Like you could see him being a tank commander for the Rockets, but it's like the Lakers are going to need, they're going to need something back. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Because um, um, uh, he would have to go to the, the Eastern Conference, I would think. The Lakers wouldn't want to see him in the playoffs. Oh, I don't think they're worried about seeing him in the playoffs. I don't think that I don't think a playoff team would take Russell Westbrook. Mm, where is he? Oh, he's there. I think, I think, as you said, a team that kind of had nothing and needed it would take him. Like everybody knows, you can't win with Westbrook, right? 
Like, like there's nobody out there, I guess. I guess even now, LeBron and the Lakers know that you can't win with Westbrook. Contracts work. They do work. The contracts work. So I would think I would think that you would probably, if you're Indiana, or actually, if you're Los Angeles, you may have to give up a pick to get this over the line. You would do it. You don't care about picks anymore. But it's not about pick it. time. You would, no, do, you it. would you, do it. If you could get off, if you could get off Westbrook. You get, you get and two you could years get, of Turner and two years of Levert. If you could get Westbrook for Turner and Levert, you'd give up three. I'd give up three first rounds for that. Three first. If it got me off Westbrook. If it got me off Westbrook. Wow. First over. Wow. First for playoff teams are overrated. Wow. First for playoff teams are overrated. First in ge- first in general overrated. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, you were not saying that in the weekend. We were chopping it up on the PlayStation. Yeah, that's because they're really? our picks at that point. Wow. <laughs> that's because in, in, in our fantasy league, that is that is our picks. Side note, Adam Silver, if you ever want to extend to Australia or you want two Aussies to just come in and fuck shit up with a Las Vegas team, you hit us up, okay? We turned a crappy no team into a three-peat in a year. With no crazy trades. We didn't do that 14-year-old 2K shit. We no, had the no, third no, no. pick in the draft. We were tactical. And Chet Holmgren, you are a cult hero in our eyes. <laughs> Before well you've as, played a minute. As well as Josh Primo. Josh Primo. I yeah, Josh Primo that. was clutch. But um, I, don't, I don't think Chet's going to be as good as everyone's saying. I don't know. No, I think, I think okay, I've, got some, I've got some Chet stuff coming up later. So actually, you know what? Let's hit it now. Why not? We're talking trades. So Rodney Magruder and the second are on the way to Denver for Bowl Bowl. Now, the rumor is that Bowl Bowl is a, is a tall, slender man. Chet Holmgren is a tall, slender man. There's no rumor about it. Um, but the rumor is they're trading for Bowl Bowl so that they can try and fit their system so that they, when they do have a chance to draft, they draft Chet. And they're coming in next year ready to go. What do you, what do you make of this? I think they're putting the cart firmly before the horse on this one. Firmly. I also think, so I I don't watch a lot of college basketball anymore. I used to, but I have things to do during the day. So I don't have time for it. (laughs) I have to make that money. I don't have time to watch it. I have barely enough time to watch the NBA, let alone college ball as well. Um, The things that I've heard from people I know are really deep into college basketball Mm. is that Chet Holgram should not be a center. Chet Holgram should barely be a four. Ooh. Chet Holgram should be a big three. That does sometimes play the four. So four is probably going to be one of this. That he is not, that he's being incorrectly used at Gonzaga. The that next Laurie Markinen, you're saying? Apparently a bit more playmaking than that. Mm. Bit more basketball IQ. But apparently from people that I trust, I have heard that it... Um, that it would probably be a death sentence to have him as pinned as your center of the future. Wow. Well, because he, he is lose. skinny. Because, yeah, and apparently from what I've been hearing, that if he was to put on size, that would affect his game way more than people are realizing. And yeah. that he should stay. He might be a guy like, as you said, like Laurie Mark, and a guy like Kevin Durant, a guy who is yeah. skinnier, who is slender, a guy like young AD who uses that to his advantage. Yep. And we'll see. So I don't know. I think Paolo is going to be really good. I think Jabari Smith Jr. is going to be really good. Yeah. Um, we'll see about Chet though. I think it depends if he goes to. I think if he was to go to a place like Detroit, he'd be in trouble. But all the bad teams, I think he's going to be in trouble because these yeah. bad teams are really bad franchises. They are bad franchises. Like, like the, wor- the worst teams in the league, like the Rockets, they were a good franchise. They don't have any of those pieces around anymore. Yep. The Pistons, I mean... They don't inspire me with confidence. No. And the okay. Orlando Magic, who are the worst. The Orlando the Magic, league. I just they have, be, a, they have a log jam at center as well. It'd be it'd be a death sentence for him to go there. It would be. Yeah, it would be 100 percent Um, and I mean, even then, like OKC, I think OKC could use him. Yeah. I think he'd be fun in OKC. Um, I think Indiana would rush him, and then Sack is just Sack and New Orleans. Him and Zion might be fun in New Orleans. New Orleans could be a, a Westbrook uh, destination. Bro, Zion's got to get on the court before we even talk. Chet but Zion. they they could be a Westbrook uh, destination. Get some bumps nah, and seats then, in New nah, Orleans. Then you got to send you got to send back something like JV or, or BI. They're not moving off either of those. 
That is but true. Those are the only big contracts there because Devontae Graham's on on pennies compared to what he was in Charlotte. He's still on a lot of money, but compared to what he was, <sighs> see that's what I mean with Westbrook. Like he just, I'm I'm sure the Lakers would trade him in a heartbeat, but who takes him? That's exactly, exactly. I don't think it's the Lakers that are that are struggling in the in no. the Westbrook. I think they're struggling to find someone, but yeah. yeah. Um, okay, well, speaking of of you know the draft and whatnot, what teams do you reckon? It doesn't always have to link. We can just start the next section. No, I know, I know, I know, I know. But it, you actually had a chat thing on this rundown. Wow. Yeah, we did. Yeah, I threw it on, bro. Yeah. I had you. But don't worry about it. I got you. I didn't read the notes, so it's good to know. Three Pete, three Pete in uh, in, <laughs> three. Our Brook, in our Brooklyn team. Absolute two um, K god. In our fantasy fantasy team. Um. So, what teams do you reckon should blow it up though? Like, I've got a couple here. Think think long and hard while I break these teams down. So, we've got Portland. Portland right now are tenth in the West at sixteen and twenty four. They have one of the worst road records I've ever seen in recent history. They're two and thirteen on the road. Now they've had no. That's damage. horrendous. Like the 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 really sh- historically shit teams have a higher record than that. Yeah, and it's it's crazy. I would almost, without doing any research whatsoever, say that that is possibly the worst in the league. No, I would be wrong. Detroit three and 17 at the moment, at the moment on the road, Indiana three and 16. That's surprising. Wow. Both atrocious. All three are atrocious. Anyway, um, I think it's potential for Portland to blow it up. You've got no Dame. You've got no CJ. Dame's sticking around. Okay. Dame has said in album after album that he's not going anywhere. Right. Get CJ back on the court, get him to work his value back up, and then get rid of him and maybe Anthony Simons. In 2022, it's only four games, but in 2022, Anthony Simons is averaging 29 points per game, six and a half assists, and near six threes made per game on 54-51-100 splits. I'm guessing they've all been home games. I I would guess so too. (laughs) They did beat Brooklyn today, and... All, and the big three played, I believe. I believe it's one of the few games that Kyrie's allowed to play. Hold on. Let me, again, do my own research because you're not good for anything. Yep, they were in Portland. Kyrie had uh, 22, eight rebounds and four assists. No James Harden. So the uh, the Klansman, Nick Claxton, Bembry, and Kevin Durant. That's all... a goat nickname, actually. I forgot about the Klansman. The Klansman. The Klansman. I mean, the Klansman sounds better than the Grand Wizard because it does. He, he, like David Duke was the Grand Wizard. But yeah. the, the Klansman's a much better nickname. Yeah. Uh, Patty Mills had a down game. But, I mean, you had – holy shit. So let's just – if I were to put these two teams... Can I just say before you start talking about the Blazers, yes. I firmly believe they should blow it up, and that includes blowing it up with Dame. Dame should be gone. CJ should be gone. Anthony should be gone. Nurk should be gone. It should all be blown up. Blown up. Blown up. Blow it Get up. Rid of it all. It's not happening. These are They're like a much, much worse Utah. A much, much, much worse Utah. Wow. Yeah. Blow it okay. up. I, th- cause I, think Utah, I think Utah is a playoff series away from blowing it up. Yeah, I think, I think yeah, but they're a much smaller blow it up where they keep Donovan and they just blow up everything besides Donovan. Yeah, yeah. So this team beat Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant basically. Uh, Anthony Simons, Ben McLemore, Yusuf Nurkic, Robert Covington, and Nasir Little. That's what crazy. Fuck. I mean, Kyrie and Katie are kind of good for some of those games, aren't they? They are. Like, how the fuck did you look like? If you had James Harden, he normally he's normally pretty good before this year at like the meaningless regular season game where he puts up 50 and they win. Whereas yeah. like KD and Kyrie are kind of like all of a sudden they're 10 down. And they're like, oh, like who gives a fuck? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But I, I think I think Portland should blow it up without a doubt. Like you'd be hard pressed to probably find anyone except hardcore Portland fans who who'd want to keep them all together, right? Yeah, I think you would be. I think you would be. You've got guys like like CJ Ellaby and Trendon Watford who are giving you like actual minutes. Actual minutes from guys like mm. that. Who the fuck is Trendon Watford? I don't know. They sound like 2K players. Yeah. Yeah, they are. They're creative players. But yeah, so uh, Portland possibly in the West. They should blow it up. Um, Atlanta maybe in the East. Fourth in the East, 17 and 22. I have heard a few whispers, a couple of over the last couple of days of Cam Reddish 
and either Kevin Huerta or DeAndre Hunter and some picks for uh, Benjamin Simons. You think Philly do that? I think they should, uh, but do you think they will? I think they will. I think they would. I think Daryl would take that. Two picks, two first rounders with um, with Reddish and, and Hunter. Reddish is a potential all star. He's shown that he can score the ball, and he's a, he's quite a good defender. And Hunter is locked down sometimes. Baby. And and yeah, and Hunter is like Kawhi Light sometimes. He just has like a lacking jump shot. I don't even if, even if you get Huerta instead, you've got a guy that's like six seven can grab a board and definitely hit a three for you. Mm. I don't think they should. Um, they should blow it up. I think just trust the process on this one. Like trust I think, I think last year was kind of like. Do you remember That's that Suns? Do you remember that Suns team with the three-headed point guard had like it Goran Dragic and Bledsoe? Yeah, and all and they were like everyone was picking them to be like second, third, like worst team in the league, and they're like contention for the number eight. one pick, and they made the playoffs, and they they did what they did. I think, I think the. Hawks last year with that on steroids because I thought yeah, the Hawks right. were going to be bad last year. I thought they were going to be like like this as bad as they are this year last year. Yeah, right. Um, and as you said, they kind of got into the playoffs and everything broke for them. And mm. that could be what it is. Trey's mentality scares me a little bit. <laughs> like fucking That's talking about. Around. I can see that coming around in terms of the assists and his head is up and he's looking for more guys because he's starting to think, well, if these guys get shots. Then I'm gonna get up. And shot. and I think that's that's point of being a young point guard, right? Like mm. you slowly learn that. And he's always been a score first guy. Like he went to Oklahoma. went to Oklahoma. Yeah, he went to Oklahoma where it's like, who the fuck goes to Oklahoma to play basketball? Like he, he's yeah, well, I mean he's from Oklahoma. Trey's not. Well, I'm just saying you asked a yeah, question. I yeah, I am, answer. I am, I am. One guy in fucking hundred years. <laughs> <laughs> you sure Buddy Hield went there too. Did he? I'm pretty think, sure. No, did. I'm thinking of Marcus Smart for Oklahoma State. I was like, someone went to Oklahoma State. Oh, you know, how about pretty? Buddy yeah, Hill. Buddy Hill. Look he at did. that. Look at that. Two guys. That's a good guess, Buddy Hill. I wouldn't. I would have guessed a California school for Buddy Hill. Oh, he did four years there. Yeah, he's Buddy Hill is old. He's 29, bro. He did because he did four years, and then after he got drafted, he's like, oh yeah, remember I said I was 22? Yeah, I'm actually 24. Wow. Yeah, he's old. He's 28. He's twenty nine. He's twenty nine. He's born yeah. in ninety two. He's twenty nine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. he he was he was old for his class. But they didn't really tell. No one really knew until he was drafted. <laughs> and he got he got that mysterious. Oh, actually, this is my real birth certificate. Not this one. Not this one. I was maker. using. Yeah, yeah. The, Bro, I, I remember the time I met one of Thon's teammates. One of his um, one of his state teammates here. Yeah, yeah. I met him. But first, this is just after he got drafted. First mm. thing I asked him. How old's Thon? <laughs> he looked at me and he, he looked at me and laughed and walked away and I went, oh, I knew he was fucking old. <laughs> I knew he was gonna be a I knew he was gonna be a bust. <laughs> I wish I wish I could have bet all the money I had that he was gonna be a bust after that interaction. Yeah. I remember I, I, I met him, he was on a basketball camp, and yeah, I was just like, oh, he's telling me who he was, and like um I knew I knew that was Thon's team. Yep. And I was like, how, how old? How old is he, bro? It was before he played, after he got drafted. And yeah, he just had a laugh, turned away. Still here says that he's uh, 24. Thon? Thon, yeah. Thon is not 24. Thon is not 24. Anyway, this is not a Thon Maker podcast. Um, so you don't, you don't reckon Atlanta should blow it up? No, I don't think they should. I think they've got enough talent there. Um, keep it going. They're young. Like, that's the thing. There's no need to rush. Everyone's in such a rush now. Yeah, that's the, uh, the Lou NBA. Williams, Lou Williams was saying that about about his trade to Atlanta. Mm. That you know, no one trusts the process anymore. That everybody wants yeah. instant success. Everyone, everyone, let's go trade for a superstar. What superstar is unhappy? We, we, they're always like, we have a guy. He's twenty three. We think he's good. Like Jordan didn't win till like mid to late twenties. LeBron didn't really start meaningfully winning until mid to late twenties. Like yeah, he made the finals against the Spurs. Yeah. But that's because he's LeBron. But like these guys, you're not supposed to win chips at 23 and 24. Yeah. You're supposed to be learning. Yeah. yeah exactly. And no, and nobody does that anymore. And I mean, it's all, like, I remember watching The Last Dance, right? Mm. Like, and I've seen the bad boys 30 for 30, like a million times, right? Yep. And I always love how they talk about how it's like their whole thing was to get over the Celtics, right? Yeah. Like they, they had their team and 
they didn't go, oh, fuck, Larry Bird's really good. Let's just, like, blow it up and start again. They went, all right, what we're missing is a guy off the bench. Let's go get Vin Johnson. All right, we're doing this. And then they won, and then they go, okay, we have a chance. Just before they won, they had a chance to swap Dantley for Mark Aguirre, right? Mm -hmm. They make little moves. And they do this and they, they slowly, they tune up and they get over the Celtics and then they're the king of the castle. And then the Bulls, Michael Jordan has to get over them. And he goes, I need, I need Pippen to do this. I need Pippen to do that. Mm. So he motivates him. He goes, oh, well, we need, we need this guy playing center. We need this. And you tune your team up doing that. Now it's like, they would have just tried, like they would have just gone to, Hey, come alone. You want to come play with me? Hey, Charles Barkley, you're not happy in Philly. Come play with me and Pippen. Yeah. Like that's what would happen now. Yeah. Whereas, like, yeah. I like the old days of when it was you had to build, they built to overcome each other. And it was like, it was kind of meaningful, right? Like, like the Hawks Eastern Conference finals last year could just be a one year thing and done. And it's like, okay, cool. That, like, that, that was kind of fun. But yeah. Memphis making the conference finals after all those years of getting That's knocked out in the first and second round, they built to it. They were, no, no one thought they were going to win, right? Mm. But they built to it and they got there and it was meaningful. That's an, it's an earned, not bought. Kind yeah, of thing. exactly. And I think, but I think the NBA is too far gone. I don't think it's ever going to return to that. No, I think, I, think last, I think the last team that you saw that was the 2011 Mavs, where the, the, their last piece was Tyson Chandler. They needed I think a, so too. They needed a defensive center and they went and got him. Yeah. Or oh, you could even you could even count the 2014 Spurs as well, who kind of tuned up with Boris Diaw and Tiago yeah, Splitter got some good minutes. But they yeah, were but the, yeah. they, they were they were that five and fifteen run like that. Yeah. Was, yeah. Yeah. And you had Tim Duncan. Like, yeah. I know. I know. I know what you're saying. But yeah, I think I think that kind of era. I think the Heatles kind of they didn't obviously didn't make the super team like the but super they team started to show the cracks. I mean, they started to show what it was more player empowerment, right? Like. Because the Celtics had their big three that they kind of threw together, but that was a lot of organizational stuff. Mm. Like Danny Ainge went out and got Ray Allen. Danny Ainge went out and got Kevin Garnett from his mate, McHale. Mm. Whereas like the Heatles planned it themselves. Yeah. That was the players. That was the players taking the player empowerment era, right? Like the players taking it into their own hands going, actually, we want to do this. Like, yeah, this is yeah, what definitely. we want to do. Um, but I don't know. Yeah, that was a little old man yells at cloud fucking tangent. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Uh, I have another thing to pose to you. Fred Van Vliet, is he an all-star starter? Now, before you answer, and it's just his last six games, but in his last six games, he's averaged 31.2 points per game, 6.7 assists, 5.8 made threes on 47-44-96 splits. And he was just named the Eastern Conference Player of the Week as we're ramping up voting for the All-Star game. What what you say, sir? I don't think he's a starter. I think I think the coaches will vote him in. Yeah, for sure. I think he'll be a sub. I think yeah. you'll you'll get in or be an injury reserve. Um starter's tough, but that's gonna be thinking who would be the East the East Guard, you reckon? It's gotta be the Bulls backcourt. Yeah, that's at least Levine, definitely, right? Like, I was. No, I was no, gonna... DeMar over Levine. You reckon? DeMar a thousand. DeMar, times. DeMar. DeMar I know he's he... on the MVP table. I know technically DeMar is a two guard, but he doesn't play two guard. No, no, no. He's a three. De- DeMar's a forward. DeMar's a four. Like, he's, he's, a, he's a three, four. I agree with you. But if we're, if, if they're going to be so binary about this and say DeMar's a two, yeah, so it's going to be the Bulls back. If, if, he, if, he's list, if he's listed as a guard, then he's a guard. Yeah. Yeah. If he's, if, that's fine. I agree with that. I don't think he should be listed as a guard. I, I think, don't either. Yeah. I, I would have him as a forward. Um, Speaking of the Bulls' backcourt, though, I saw stats. Um, who do you think would be having a better st- statistical year, Devin Booker or Zach Levine? Probably Zach Levine because Devin Booker's been out for a while. But it is Zach Levine, which was surprising. Because to mm. me, in my head, Devin Booker was still probably a tier above Zach Levine. Nah, so funnily enough, and, and I hate to give too great credit because sometimes the game is just a piling bag of shit. Um they had uh, Zach Levine and Devin Booker in the same mold, but they had Zach Levine the tier above Devin Booker this year. Yeah, so they, see, they saw it. I mean, the Olympics was a big eye opener. Levine looked good in the Olympics, massive. massive. Levine looked. But Devin un- Booker's the second guy on his team, and I mean yeah. Levine. Levine. I, Levine. Levine's the second guy on his team with Demar there. 
However, he's had a couple of years where he's had to be the guy. Yeah, but I don't think Levine is the guy. I think Levine is is a second guy. I no, think his course. ceiling is a second guy. Yeah. Of course, of course. And and you're a fucking good team if he's a third guy as well. Like it's yeah. But but my point is that Chris Paul's the guy in Phoenix. Mm. Chris Paul will like he he could almost get his jersey retired there. He's only been there two fucking years. Like he's the guy in Phoenix. Devin Booker is you know he's the associate guy, but. It's, you know, it's one seventy point game and, and I love me some D book and I hate that I'm about to slander him, but it's it's one seventy point game and it's a it's a friendship that he had with the, the late great Kobe Bryant, you know? He, so you think he might not be the guy? You think he might be a second guy too? He might be a second guy. He might oh. be a second guy. I think he might be He's still finding his feet. I mean, he as well is only like what twenty four. Yeah, he's crazy fucking young. Yeah, he had he's been he had a seventy like point game years. like five years ago. Yeah, <laughs> it's gross. Like it's, you know, and and he's he's still figuring it out. I mean, Kobe wasn't the guy first. Well, I agree. I just was surprised. My whole takeaway with this was I saw those stats, and across the board, Levine was higher. Yeah. And I was just, I was just surprised because in my head, like, and it's one of those things where it's like you get an early career bias, right? In my head, Levine is an inefficient shot chucker who can dunk and he's pretty good with the three, doesn't have a lot of playmaking and he doesn't really defend, but his defense impressed me at the Olympics and that's kind of carried over to this year. But then when you really look at it, you think, oh fuck, actually Levine's a pretty like, besides the playmaking, he's pretty complete player. Levine's a starting all-star and he's, you know, a fucking three level scorer and can hang on defense. Yeah. Especially when you've got someone like Lonzo or Caruso next to him. And he's one of those guys that has just, like coming out of UCLA, you would not have predicted this for him. No, God would have thought he might. You would have thought injury. You would have predicted this. Well, yeah, even even before when he was probably had had a higher stock than just after the knee injury. Yeah, you would have thought, okay, if someone said he'll be an all star, you'd think, all right, cool. What's going to happen is he's going to have some crazy explosive year on a fun team that's not great, and he's going to get lots of fan votes because he's you know a fun guy and he's explosive and he's high flying. Mm. You wouldn't think, okay, he's going to mold himself into a complete player. Yeah, exactly. It's been it's been great. It's great a, to watch. And a leader, him. like he's, yeah, he's he's and he's led by example. Like he's he's put his head down, and he went from the Timberwolves to basically the Timberwolves of the East, and it's turned them into a fucking yeah. into a team. That 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 should be the temp. He should be the template for lots of um for for GMs to look at and mm. go. We can have a guy that is good if we nurture him, and we get. He might not be great in three years, but he might be an all-star in seven. He might be an all-star in six years, and we'll get that. And, I mean, if you had told me when they did their first dunk contest, even their second dunk contest, that Zach Levine would be more valuable than Aaron Gordon in the league, I wouldn't have believed you. I might have believed you, but only because guards are more valuable than forwards. I think I'd rather have a better forward than a better guard. I'd rather have a better guard. Hands nah, down. there's enough guards out there, man. You can like Lance being good and ISO Joe coming back in the league, like, and even Jamal Crawford playing the 40. There's guards out there you can find. To have a top tier forward is I think is much harder to find. Because you need the right size, you need the right combo of size, skill, all of that. Whereas guard, you, you can find guards out there, man. The guard position is so deep at the moment. I will agree to disagree. Will I just don't know how you think guards are so deep at the moment. Everyone's got like three or four guards besides the really shit teams. <sighs> Even OKC's got two great guards. Yeah, but it, you're only seeing you know, they've only got them now. You know they've only they've they've only just got them. Am Who, I everyone them? or OKC? No, OKC. Like they've yeah, okay, just yeah. got them. Okay, we'll take OKC out. Like there there are way more free agent guards. Like if you were down to zero point guards. You could patch together a point guard rotation. What's going on in Cleveland then? Why can't they patch together a point guard rotation? They're down to zero point guards. They're relying on fucking Rajon Rondo, who turned it over like four times against. Yeah, the I think. Warriors. Yeah, I think. I think Rondo will find it. I think that's harsh because he's he's going on his name at this point. But that, but but that's my point. Like, what else? Who else? But they don't have forward. Like they don't, they they don't oh, have. So like, you can't hit me with Iso Joe. Iso Joe's a forward. I said Joe's a guard. He's not a forward. He's a small forward. He's a he's a two guard. If Demar's a guard, he's a guard. Well, <laughs> I said Demar wasn't a guard. Yeah, NBA yeah but yeah, it's all right. I'm just going by NBA rules. 
Wow. I, don't, I just think it's. I think God. I think guards and and center centers are the easiest to find. Because mm. you can there's find special, there's specialty guards though. Like you've got, you've got the like there's there's so many. I mean, I'm not saying there's not specialty forwards, but I mean, the guard position is so versatile. I'm just saying that like because of what Zach Levine gives you athletically, like to me, Aaron Gordon was never going to be anything like Blake Griffin, but he had the same body type, the same mold, no, the same, I, I thought- same skill set, right? But he's like, he's never going to reach a Blake Griffin status. Whereas Zach Levine, there was an unknown, like he was. Yeah. See, I always thought Aaron Gordon could have, he always, he's always had the basketball IQ and I think going to Orlando hurt him. So I think if he was anywhere else, he probably, they tried to shoehorn him in there a little bit. I think, Another bad team, he has the ball in his hands more and he gets to make more decisions and he gets to develop that playmaking. For a bad team, they didn't really try and develop that with him. Mm. And even if he, he might have sucked at it, right? Like he might have gone to the Kings and he might have been like a point forward and sucked, right? But I think it was it was harsh on him to not get that opportunity to do that. Yeah, it was harsh. Uh, I guess I see where you're coming from, but I just think I just think the guards are, are way more dynamic and I would well, if you look if beside besides Steph Curry right besides Steph the last couple of championship teams are based on wing on wings right like when's the last championship team based around besides Steph and I know that's a big like besides on a point guard we're even really a two guard you probably have to go all the way back to Kobe right yeah probably yeah that's what I mean. Like to to win a championship, a wing is far more pivot. Like a superstar wing and a star wing is far more pivotable. But what you're saying then in the last, what are you saying? Like the last five years? I've said the last ten years. Okay, so the last ten years. So guard-like skills in Kawhi Leonard and his ability. Yeah, but he's, to yeah, but he's he is shut a up, wing. Shut guy. up! Shut okay, up! Okay, okay. He's a wing. Guard-like yeah. skills in the in his ability to stay in front. LBJ just passed Oscar Robertson, a guard, for passing yep. for assists all time. Guard like skills. This is what I, like yeah, but they're not. But Kevin, they're not. Kevin Durant shoots like yes. a traditional shooting guard. That, that's what I. That's body. what I'm saying though. Why would you want a six-two guard who can't defend when you can have a wing who can do all that? And that's what I was saying. Aaron Gordon, like people thought he was going to be that, right? Like he's got the he's got the athleticism, he's got the size, he's got the strength of a wing, but they can do guard shit. That's what I'm talking about. Like I'd much rather have a wing that can do guard stuff than a guard who can do guard stuff. Mm-hmm. Like wouldn't you? You'd rather you'd rather have what a guard can do in a guy who's 6'8 and 210 if pounds. If I'm looking at two guys and I know that one can give me you know, anywhere between 25 and, and 40 if I put the ball in his hands and then I'm looking at another guy that can maybe give me 15 and 10 rebounds. I want the guy that can give me 25 to 40. I want the guy. Yeah, but I, I think forwards can do that. I'd, I but think those... those my those argument fo- isn't that forwards can do that. My argument is that Aaron Gordon can't do that. I'm going back to the crux of the who do you think... Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't think Gordon. everyone knew Zach Levine could do that for a long time. No, I know. I know. Yeah. And I agree with that. But when you look at them... Two dunk contests ago, he had potential for that. I don't think Aaron Gordon did. Aaron Gordon's not participating in the fucking skills challenge. They never got him in there. I would I would bet money that fucking Bam Adebayo is giving you giving you forty before Aaron Gordon does. And look, he has because he's a guard and like in a fucking six nine center's body. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that I wouldn't prefer a forward that can fucking do everything like Kawhi or, or LeBron or Kevin Durant. I would for sure. But when it comes down to those two people and I can see a guy that can give me anywhere between 20 and 40 a night and Aaron Gordon, I am taking the other guy. Yeah, I agree. But I don't think people thought he could give you 40 all the time. Mm. I think that's what it was. I think he was a guy that a lot of people saw athletic, could kind of hit the three and would. I think people thought he had a Vince Carter kind of career. Maybe I'm have a high. Stop screaming at clouds! Fuck me! Stop screaming at clouds! I'm just saying. Stop I'm just saying. No, nobody, nobody thought that Zach Levine was going to be like this much better than Aaron Gordon was going to be back then. Stop screaming at clouds! I'm not screaming at clouds. Fucking screaming at clouds! You know what I mean? All right. That that that, that 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 championship argument with the wings was a good argument, though, wasn't it? That was a good argument. <laughs> it was. You had me, and you know how much affinity I have to Stephen Curry, so I couldn't even I say all oh, those. Two and I and, and I will. Yeah, and I will. But I will say Steph Curry. Like, there's that's why he's so great, right? Like when you look at that, 
you think no one has done it like Kobe did it right. And mm. even then, Kobe's more of like a wing guard than he is a point guard, mm. but still. And then before that, who's the last one to like Jordan, I guess. Yeah, Jordan. Yeah. Because Pistons Pistons were built on but there like, were so many teams. I guess I guess you could Yeah, like Pistons were kind like of like committee. You could make you could maybe count me Chauncey Billups. The Spurs did it, but I mean Timmy Duncan was the guy. And then you were like um not always, but not always. Like he was it Mr. Fundamental, Captain Reliable. I'm not saying he wasn't, but you needed big games from Tony Parker. You needed did, but I mean Tony Tony shot. Parker and Manu aren't in the finals to have those big games without. Like and I know that it, it takes three took the three of them to get there, yeah. But yeah, I don't know. I just think yeah, the, the guard argument is an interesting one to think about. Yeah, it is because I mean, it there's is. probably in the last thirty years, there's probably less than a handful of guys who've won a championship as a guard as like the focal point of. Like it's not that good guards haven't won, but as the focal point as the franchise guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Which is I why it, that, that's why bigs and wings keep getting picked up and get. Keep being bust, right? Like, and I think that's why this Chicago team is so like intriguing because mm. they're they're four guards and fucking Vucci mate. And you remember when everyone said, "Oh, um, Golden State couldn't do it because they're all fucking guards." Well, you remember when people said Golden State couldn't do it because they just shot jump shots and they were guards. You couldn't yeah, win yeah. with like a backcourt like that, right? I said, "Well, not what." Oh, I think you said, "What?" Get your ears yeah. checked. Yeah. checked. It's all good. Huh? Huh? Hey. You already got bad eyesight. You kind of bad. You got those huge well. satellites on the side of your head to pick up. Fuck sound. off! All right, we're getting <laughs> out of here. All right. Well, thank you again for joining us, guys. You know where to find us at Fifth and Dribble on on most of the socials, if not all the socials. Facebook page coming soon, coming very soon. If you want to uh, like us there, that'd be lovely. Um, and yeah, where do people leave us a voice message, my friend? They can leave us a voice message at anchor.fm forward slash Fifth and Dribble. Lovely. We love to see it. Um, We will catch you guys in the next one. Toodaloo. We'll be back.